Let's open this week's podcast talking about favors. First of all, the um, I don't need you to pay it back favor. The sincere, I just want to do something for you because I'm a good guy, a good soul, a good Samaritan. I don't want anything in return. There should be more people like you. God bless you. That's a wonderful favor. You don't expect anything in return. Then there's the Godfather favor, which if you've seen the movie, you know the scene I'm talking about. I'll do whatever you want. I'm paraphrasing the scene, by the way. I'll do whatever you need me to do for you. Uh, someday, though, I may ask you a favor, and the only request is that you do not refuse me, which is why you may someday see a picture of me dressed up like a little girl on a small pony. <laughs> no, not yet. The Hannibal Lecter favor. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Information for information. Tit for tat, as they say. And then there's the ever-popular sexual favors, which is... That's that's not a favor. Yeah, you always pay for a sexual favor. I don't care if it's monetarily, emotionally, psychologically. You pay for the sexual favor. As my grandfather once said to me a long, long time ago little boy if it feels wrong get your dick out of it (laughs) I'm translating from the Greek so it might lose a little something in the process then there is the rationalization favor the explanation yeah I slept with your girlfriend you know what pal I did you a favor because you know what if she's gonna sleep with me can you imagine how many other guys she's banging besides you I did you a favor yeah, maybe. Then the party favor. Did you get the party favors? Did you get the party favors? No, I forgot the party favors. You forgot the party favors? How can we have a party without the party favors? Can you do me a favor and we get the party favors? No. Here's what I'm going to get you. Party favor. You're welcome. I'm Dino Tripotis and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey alcoholically flanked by my producer greg hansbury and the man you cannot see over here thumbs up from john whitney our youtube producer our guest bottle is jack daniels rye tennessee straight rye whiskey the affordable jack daniels rye whiskey i might add at 27 bucks a bottle um for those of you on our youtube channel who caught our first behind the bottle little whiskey business extra there was a little little snapshot of the jack daniels shrine behind me and i realized that we've not had the jack daniels rye so i figured this would be a good time to break it out 70 percent rye whiskey and of course accompanied by that beautiful wonderful charcoal mellowed process that jack daniels is so famous for as we uh go to my next favor of the night the mutual admiration favor the you scratch my back i'll scratch your back favor the professional courtesy favor if you will last week after our podcast i stayed up and did one in los angeles and san francisco with a filmmaker ben brown and his partner mike lanasa who have a podcast called the martini shot we had a great time that podcast will be dropping soon. Uh, I'll let Ben give you all the information about that as we welcome Ben Brown to the podcast. Because I said, now that I did your podcast, you have to do my podcast. And you said, hey, I'm going to be in Columbus. I said, great. We'll bump somebody and, and have you on and get it done. So welcome to uh, and the, w- welcome to Whiskey Business. That was a good decision. It was? Yeah, definitely. Because? 
I mean, I don't like to brag about it, but no, brag. I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. Are you know? a big deal? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I you, 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 you come from Columbus filmmaking circles, and now you live in Los Angeles, California. Right. You've taken the big, the big step, as they say. Yeah. It, well, it's a very big. It's about a three thousand mile step. Uh, it's a very long drive. Did you go out for a job, or did you just go out just? Uh, so uh, see ya, I'm gonna be rich and famous. <laughs> I just wanted to get out of my mom's basement. That was that was the main that was the main impetus. Um, Were you really living in your mom's basement? No, no, no. I'm joking, I'm joking about that. I've had guests uh, on this show that live in their mom's basement. That's, that's the only reason. That's the only reason I asked. <laughs> no, no, people it's on not the show me. That live, uh, uh, or their I, father's basement. I don't want to discriminate. <laughs> I I could re, I could regale you uh, later about though I I. I lived in a very nice place in Grandview uh, until about a year before I moved, and then I started planning to move. Uh, and I lived in kind of a few different weird situations, just trying to save money and get my way out there. So what, that, like a hostel? What weird, weird situations? What's what's a weird what's a weird living situation? Uh, well, the first one, um, so I guess I lived by myself in a, a nice place in Grandview. And, oh, that's uh, so weird, man. No, th- no, that was <laughs> no, that wasn't one of them. Uh, no, I ended up uh, living with um, this fifty-something-year-old uh, lesbian woman, uh, mm-hmm. not far from here, actually. Go on. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> I'd like to say it gets it goes better from there, Go but uh, no, it didn't end very well. We we didn't we didn't hit it off. So. Really. It wasn't me. I promise. It was not. It was not because of me. I swear. It was. She was very touched in the head. It didn't go. It didn't. Okay. Work out well. Because but. sometimes I think that'd be like like the ideal roommate. I thought it might you be. Know? I thought it might be like a sitcom. You know, like they, we have a little lead up and we bump into each other by the door and uh, the laugh track. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like a yeah. You left the dishes out. <laughs> uh, no, no, it it didn't end very well. But from there, I actually stayed with. Was uh, it the age difference, Ben? No, I'm telling. <laughs> she was a, she was a lunatic. That was the difference. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, from there, I li- I stayed with a friend of mine for about a month, uh, and then I lived out in Galloway with um, a guy who's actually uh, a tennis partner. Uh, you guys probably don't know this, but I'm actually a huge tennis fan. Uh, tennis fan, tennis partner, good tennis player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've played like two or three times a week for like the last 10 years probably. So, Are you good? If you watched me, you would think I was incredible, but I'm just okay. <laughs> like, 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 You're right. If I would, I would say you're because I don't play tennis. And Well, yeah, there's a certain threshold that once you get above it, like to people that have just picked up a racket and hit the ball, like you look like a master, right? But uh, <laughs> He can serve without falling on his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mostly. Yeah. Do, Dino. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't return it because you hit it way over there. <laughs> you didn't hit it to me, so fuck that. So that's not, yeah. <laughs> I'm done with tennis. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I lived um, with a dude who was, uh, I mean, he was, we were friends, but he was, he was more or less my number one hitting partner. Uh, stayed with him for very little money and then... Uh, Saved your fig- pennies, saved yeah, your figured, money. Yeah, and, and figured and it out, and it's gone really well. I actually, uh, so many things have gone well uh, since then. Um, since the move? Yeah, yeah. It's it's worked out very well. Give me some examples. What's worked out? Personally, professionally? Really, everything. I mean, every aspect of life you could 
point to. I, every measurable metric of living, I think, has gone extremely well. I, so uh, you're a happy person right now? But who's counting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything's swimming. Everything, no, seriously. Just waiting ha- for the ball to drop. Yeah. <laughs> You're a happy person right now? Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, how do, heavy you, do we want to get No, here? no. When you, when, you, when you think of yourself as an individual, if you had to describe yourself to somebody, would you say I'm genu- generally a happy person? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I d- definitely. But I, I would have said that. Because uh, in the... In the in the short times that I've I've worked with you, you seem very intense. Really, at times very brooding. Really, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you say that too? Kind of serious. I would have had a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, keep in mind that the times that uh, we've worked together were like in the thick of it, right? You know, where you really have to be focused and kind of maintain a level of intensity, uh, so that they may not be good barometers, right? Uh, but, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that why you were because you did a lot of your work here when we were working on a project. I don't want to say that at, at any point, like, is he gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> before? Is he gonna snap and murder me in my sleep? <laughs> is that where this is going? <laughs> uh, well, keep in mind that that's again that's that was on very little sleep and like the that was a forty eight hour film project and those are right the that's the most excruciating intense situation right. that a. Uh, creative or filmmaker can put themselves in so uh no i think even before i left i would have um i mean i i was feeling um you could say i mean there, there's probably it was probably i was probably going through a little phase of like you know this just isn't really where i want to be i'm not miserable but you know i want i want to want something to move forward here right. and there were several aspects of life that just because I made that decision, all just really came together really well. So do, does everything have to be in sync for you to be happy? Does do things have to be working out professionally, uh, romantically, relationship financially? Do all do you have to click off, click off on all of them in order to, to feel happy? Or if one's working more than the other, you're good? I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I never really when are you, you happiest then? During sex, mostly. Really? Okay. Yeah. So for yeah. you know, thirty to sixty seconds there, you're you're here for 30, 30 to sixty 30 seconds, seconds out of a given year. You are you are full of joy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, someone else isn't. But but, but, but I'm what? too I'm too enraptured in the moment yeah. to really think or care about that. I'm them. so elated that this is happening. Uh, I don't know. You know, I just. Just hearing you ask it now, I don't. I don't think totally because I mean I could get philosophical. Go I mean, get, uh, happy. You know, happiness is a state of mind, and you know, you really have to choose your attitude. And uh, I will say that maybe where I'm a little bit different than your average person is I. I'm definitely a. Um, I'm not much of a talker. I'm. You know, I'm. Could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I mean that I'm, I'm much more of a doer than a talker. Right. So I, yeah, I, get what I mean, you're like, I, get what you, I think you probably relate. You know, I do. I yeah, do. you don't just. I don't. I can't be idle. I don't. You know, I. I mean, I can sometimes, like you know, if I want to watch a movie or something. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I. I need. Um, I think when you're someone who's always trying to move forward and uh, take your life, like even even if it's great, well, you still need to push yourself to do more and. Uh, I think once I think if you have that attitude, you're kind of always happy in the journey, in a manner of speaking. So, what are you doing out in Los Angeles right now? So, uh, I do uh, motion graphic animation and visual effects. I actually have worked at um, 
some post houses out there uh and like i worked on some shows for netflix and uh uh that's would you say that's your 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 main wheelhouse because i know you write and you direct as well but you, would you consider that what you were just talking that, about that's the, that's my main source of income that's the bread and, that's the bread and butter that pays yeah. the bills yeah yeah right. but i like you say i mean i do um i i'm actually a decent illustrator and uh i know that yeah, but I, I did not know that you did caricatures yeah <laughs> i'm full of surprise we spoke for 90 minutes when i did your podcast and and well, we were talking about you. I understand that, <laughs> but you know, sometimes I have a tendency to flip the conversation. So what you got to understand is on a given day, I get out of bed, I play tennis, I draw some caricatures, I jerk off, I play with my dog, uh, I make a movie, then I jerk off some more, uh, <laughs> and then I draw some more caricatures. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other. That's the fucking life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just I was waiting to see if he was gonna you know squeeze in another I jerk off. Or, <laughs> you know, it was, it's kind of like a you know like a three yeah. times a day type Shit. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning, yeah. afternoon, and yeah. the evening jerk. Well, that's off. why I wanted to go freelance. <laughs> <laughs> no one's watching over me. Uh, uh, no, but I the, the, I no I did uh, I did caricatures at Cedar Point in uh, 2004, and I actually. Uh, oh my god! Made my way through the last year and a half, two years of college, doing caricatures at a Texas Roadhouse and Magic Mountain here in town. Uh, that was like kind of how I paid the rent and the bills and stuff. So, so just wild guesstimate, you know? Just give me just to say one summer at Cedar Point, how many caricatures over the course of a summer? On average, how many would you do? Uh, a day or I mean would you well just... it, it varied day to day for sure uh, but at Cedar Point I mean probably could get an eight hour day well, actually I think they were ten hour days so uh, at the time I probably took five to ten minutes to do one so on the busiest day say yeah. I mean I guess that averages out to let's say it was ten minutes for each one sure uh, that averages out to six per hour so seventy 70 yeah roughly a day but but i think that's probably a high estimate wow. that, that's probably that's probably a high estimate because it's very rare that you're just sitting there and there's like there's never there's a, a line yeah yeah <laughs> there's like never a break but the cedar point wasn't the most extreme uh caricatures actually the most the highest number of caricatures i ever did in like single days was at the pumpkin festival in uh circleville in circleville yeah yeah i did that one year for three days straight and i felt like my hand was gonna fall off only in circle, though. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, does everybody start to look the same? No. No? No, I'm good at it. I'm, I'm just asking. <laughs> we got to get him to do you before uh, before the night's over. Well, I th- I think we're going to start doing that on the martini shot. If you come on, you get you get uh, a... Right. Yeah, I think we're going to start using we'll that instead. do that on our Instagram that's page. The, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. So LA's working out. Yeah. Are you out there by yourself? No, I'm there with my girlfriend. Uh, she's part of the reason I moved out there. Okay. Uh, we uh, we just moved in together a few months ago, and um, that yeah, I mean that's that's part of why things are going well. I mean, is she fine. is she in the same business? No, she she's a speech language pathologist. Oh, uh, so she works with um, people commonly know that as a, like a speech therapist. Mm-hmm. So you work with a lot of deaf people, uh, deaf or hard of hearing, um, autistic. Um, just people who have trouble 
I, I'm I'm struggling to find the right words. Maybe you people. should have a session with her. I know. <laughs> uh, well, people with deficiencies in their speech, yeah, basically, uh, as compared to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So that's admirable. Oh, she's a very good person and very passionate about her work. Uh, yeah. She likes what she does. Yeah, I would think. I mean, she's God. She's helping people. Yeah. No, she she does. She she definitely appreciates what she does. You know, my mom did that. I did not know that. Yeah, really. My mom did that uh, right out of college. Was a speech therapist here? No, in uh, Kansas City area. Mm. Cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's it. And then I found ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Just add to the combo. Dude. You need a, uh, a drum. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, my mom shops a giant eagle. Steel <laughs> <laughs> oh, perks, man. Nice. nice. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> oh, man. So, what's the. What's the plan? Uh, you have a long-term plan out in Los Angeles, or is it? Or do you go? Or is it? Or, or are you a short-term guy? Like I'm going to do this, <laughs> then I'm going. <laughs> you Whitney over here. This is rare. I don't see this very often. <laughs> I, I, I love when Johnny laughs. <laughs> it's kind of a full body thing. And then and then he cries. <laughs> Afterwards, it's we're getting it's, back to the jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> So you jerk off three times a day, and then you, I, and then I, you, and then you sob. Yeah, I, you didn't let me get to that part. I didn't get to the evening. It's a, it's a much less pleasant time of day. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, I, I jerk off one more time in the night, and then I sob quietly on my dog. Oh. Hey! Oh yes, my original oh, question: yes. the short-term guy or, or long-term guy as far as plans? Uh, well, I mean, I have I have uh, big lofty goals, uh, but I'd say, you know, I have uh, short-term things I know I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. So I know we're going to make uh, me and Mike uh, from the Martini Shot. Right. Uh, we'll, you know, we're collaborators. We're going to. Uh, Start trying to develop some new shorts. Does he do the same thing you do, or is he more into the? He's in the field. He's in the he, field. He's a, he shoots. Uh, he he edits as well, but uh, he's he's a very good shooter. Uh, he's uh, he's drone licensed. Uh, he's he, what? He you know, you know he, like a drone. Drone. He he's op- drone he's licensed to operate a drone. Drone licensed. Do you, you have, have to be? be a, yeah, you have, you have to, to be licensed. You didn't to, know that? No. Well, yeah. no. I don't have a drone. Why would I know if I needed a license? Why <laughs> 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 would I know that? <laughs> well, a, I have a driver's license. I have a carry conceal license. But you know, because I have a gun, and but I don't have a drone. Right. So no. Why would I know if I needed a drone right. license? What do you have to do to get a drone license? I think you just have to take a test or something. Pay some money, probably. A written test, or you actually have to well, like like a. I didn't like take a, the test. Why like would a, I know? Or it's like a drone driving test. Uh, I don't know. You have to parallel park a drone, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they have parking lots in the sky. Yeah, I don't know. To, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know either. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, I don't all right, but he's drone licensed, so mm-hmm. hey, you know Greg's mom is drone licensed. <laughs> 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 because of me. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Hey. Oh, Lord. Uh, 
you made a feature length film called After, yep. which I've seen yep. and enjoyed very much. Um, which makes me happy to hear, by the way. Yeah. And I told you on your podcast that the, for the first 15 minutes, I'm like, I wasn't really sure what the hell was going on right. exactly. Right. But as it, as you, I think that's a nice way of saying you were bored. At no, 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 not bored. Not, no, not bored. Like, you know, what's, what's going on? And it made me stick with it to figure out what's, what the hell's happening here. And then, yeah. and then I did. So no, I mean, that's as, as you know, and, and John Whitney is to my right, uh, director of our film, Street We Live. Pulling off a feature film independently is is no small no, no small feat. No, it's 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 not. It's, it's grueling. It's, it's an ungodly brutal. It's gut wrenching. Yeah, it, it's unforgiving. Uh, yeah, Mike actually was um, assistant camera for most of it and uh, had a bit pretty big part behind the scenes. He's credited as a producer with good reason, and um, he also shot one scene of it. Uh, John's brother Gil. Which also shot your movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gil Whitney. Yeah, it was a very talented, great guy. Thumbs up, Gil. Love working Big with him. Big shout out Probably to Probably get yeah. a beer with him this week. Yeah, uh, good. He's he's gifted. Yeah, he's he's a really great, really great shooter, really great guy. Uh, Mike, he, he he got to know Mike pretty well, and he felt comfortable letting him shoot. Because he wasn't, we, the way day we had it scheduled, it didn't work out, and he was okay with Mike shooting his one scene. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a big part in that, and actually, I should mention that uh, we, me and Mike, uh, did a film together in 2016. We did the 48-hour film project and one together. Uh, we did a movie called Listening, which is one of my favorite. Did you, have you seen that? Uh, probably one of the favorite ones I've made. Actually, I th- that was maybe the <laughs> third time where I felt like maybe I should actually win this, but uh, it was the fir- it was the first time where I was legitimately like ready to burn the place down if I didn't win. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, because I just thought... Uh, so you see where I get the brooding anger thing from, because well, it, seems, a, it seems like you, you, you've got that switch. Yeah. No, I've got it. I've got... Um, i trying to think of how to put it. I, I wouldn't say I'm and horribly... I don't, I, I don't mean that in a maniacal way. I mean that in a passionate way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm only a little maniacal. Uncomfortable pause <laughs> to let you finish. Uh, yeah, no, I get worked up about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get I get worked up about um, some things. Um, Don't you think you need to? I mean, as as far in in a creative field, especially filmmaking, I mean, you you would have to get worked up. Um, you know, I once again, I'm going to point to my right and say John Whitney. I I I he remains so amazingly composed at time that uh to 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 steal a line from woody allen sometimes i think he internalizes it and grows a tumor i i swear to god but then every once in a while when i i you know i i see the steam you know release i like <laughs> thank god because you know because for the most part you stay pretty much chill throughout throughout your process which i find pretty amazing yeah. uh but i i but but I also know he has the passion, so I know it's it's being channeled in in some other direction. Yeah, I uh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, on set, um, I don't I don't lose my shit on set really. I know there was there was one moment and uh, on after where uh, me and someone else had a brief little tizzy uh, over. Uh, well, ba- uh, basically the. Um, the lead character or 
Well, you may recall the lead character is played by two different people because there's an right. older and a younger version. The older version, Lou Sleeman, at the time was 67 years old, and much of the movie, he's laying down in an alley. So there, right. you know, we were trying to minimize the getting up and sitting down. And he's a beast. Like he was like, I don't, I don't fucking care. I'll do whatever. Like I'll uh, get up. I'll get down as many yeah. times as you want. He actually, uh, he's he's a lead singer for this rock band called the Coco Sing River Company. I think uh, he's kind of a badass. Well, anyway, he, he that, had to he had to get he had to get up and down a little bit uh, for the movie, and uh, basically, it's, I was trying to do another shot of this one, right? Another take, and somebody was kind of protesting that, probably rightfully. I mean, but you know, it it was hard for me in that moment because you know Lou, Lou was standing there like, yeah, let's do it, let's fucking do it, but and like it's like you have to, there's a sensitivity the you know of he wants to do it, but maybe he shouldn't. Uh, but you can't. I don't know. It was it was a difficult moment. You, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like it was it was kind of awkward because m- maybe he shouldn't do it, but I, I can't tell him that he shouldn't do Why it. Why not? You're their director. Well, I don't. I, maybe I should have thought of that. I don't know. But I wanted him to do it, but uh, somebody else didn't think he should. Uh, and and I'm not saying they were wrong. I'm not. I uh, I, just, I just don't want it to Excuse be me. like I'm. Because if he listens to this, I don't want. I don't want to no, take. I understand. Him. I understand. But, I mean, that is the role of the director. I mean, uh, we've heard horror stories on big movies about uh, directors who sure. lost their minds and, and made the set a living hell, so forth and so on, but they are the director. I mean, that's it kind of goes with the, with the territory, I would think, on some level. Yeah, I mean, I look, I mean, he, he did the shot, and it was fine, so I think it was... It was fine. I mean, I, I didn't think it was a big deal, and he and also he was practically already on the ground when he when he did it. But mm-hmm. um, so anyway, um, to get back to why I was bringing that up, uh, I was mo- I'm mostly and I and I've gotten and I'm, maybe John would relate to this, but like as I've done more of these kind of things and made movies and stuff, like anxiety is always the bigger thing for me. You know, like I'm always fighting with the anxiety of there's like however many people just looking at you waiting waiting for you to tell them to do something and you know and you you do the best you can but you always know there's there's going to be somebody who doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing but that but there's a reason they don't know what they're supposed to be doing because they're not that important in that moment but they're like poking you in the shoulder like what do you want me to do what do you want me to do and you're like leave me alone <laughs> but you don't want to say that because you don't want to be an asshole right uh, and it's I, and I will tell you actually I this is something I'm discovering more and more uh, in my old age is uh, in, your I, old, I, in your old age <laughs> how old yeah. are you I'm 36 oh, Jesus 36 uh, all right but uh, I hear a lot from that I'm I'm intimidating uh, I get this from people a lot uh, because I'm kind of tall I'm kind of a big guy and I've got kind of a big voice right the beard the beard, the beard. but I haven't us. always had this beard uh-huh. <laughs> I get that everybody always says that it's the beard you uh, bearded you, dudes gotta stick together yeah we gotta we gotta hold the line I, I get it you 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 kinda put an essence of intimidation does it's, it's does not come intention, off it's not it's intentional. probably not it's, I mean, it's definitely not it's definitely not I'm I'm not I, I never want to like belittle anyone like you know I never want to like I don't want to say I never want to argue with anyone but uh, yeah I mean certainly on set like I always hope that I'm doing what I can to keep it peaceful and good and fun 
But the other side of that is like, look, we all came out here to make this movie. Like that's number one, you know, and like that's what your focus is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's a hard balance, you know. And that's where my anxiety comes from is like trying to keep everybody happy, but also trying to make the fucking movie. Right. You know? So the bread and butter work, the 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 job that pays the bills. Do you like doing that more than you like directing a film? No. Or? No. 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 Not even close. Not even close. No, I, but, lo- I love making movies. I think it's the greatest thing. But the first thing is what you're. I don't want. I don't want to say you're really. You're you're really good at it, but and but obviously you're a good director too. But that's what you started with. So is there? What's the first love? Oh, I, film is definitely higher on the list. But it's just there's just not a straightforward line to getting people to give you money to make movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm. You know, I did I did one myself now, and I'm finding. There's also the other end of it that's networking and knowing people, and uh, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, and I mean, there's this harsh reality that uh, is becoming even more harsh for me to understand that um, your creativity and your talent and uh, your drive, like this, is maybe not even a an exaggeration to say that is completely secondary, like to just how well you schmooze with people or how well you talk to people or how charismatic you are. Even I might even say like how good looking you are. (laughs) Like there's so much that goes, I mean, and that is the reason there's a lot of, that is one reason there's a lot of shitty movies, (laughs) you know, because somebody had the charisma to push it forward and the schmooze to push it forward. You know? Yeah. We've talked about that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and making the movie is, I mean, I mean, and, People always said this. It's not like I didn't know, but they say like you know, just making the movie is just that's just the first step, and that right. step is such. A t- I mean, it's really hard to even like convey that to people. What'd your parents think you're gonna end up doing? Oh, when when they when they saw young Ben Brown growing up, that boy is gonna be a fill in the blank. That's a hard question to answer, honestly. I uh, hope that boy grows up to be a fill in the blank. Uh, Were you supposed to follow in your daddy's footsteps? Well, our our dad. I have two older brothers, um, and our our dad owned a uh, plastic injection mold company. Uh, uh, in the sh- the shorthand is called a tool maker, but uh, that was his company. Yeah, that he owned. Uh, and I I definitely think that he did. You work at it? Did you work yeah. at it? You worked there? Yeah. Did all the brothers worked there. Yeah. Did. Not 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 all the way through, but uh, I did. To like a drive, basically. And mm-hmm. then I, my first job was at uh, the Samsonite at the outlet mall. <laughs> All right. Uh, Is that company still in existence? Samsonite? No, no, your dad's. Your <laughs> oh. dad's company. Oh, no. Uh, he, My dad actually passed away uh, nine years ago. Okay. So when he passed away, there wasn't anybody that stepped up and, and kept running the company. It, it wasn't. Um, it, was, uh, it wasn't in good shape. Yeah. So it, it didn't. I, I, he definitely envisioned that. Um, one, I think I think he envisioned that one of us would uh, sort of follow in his footsteps. I think every father kind of yeah. thinks that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, hoping uh, that their their son. Yeah, but I, I mean, the, and for no bitter reason, just um, I think we all three had different, you know, just different. I mean, you probably, I think you probably know about my second oldest brother. Maybe you don't. He's a cage fighter in the UFC. I think I, I think through the grapevine, uh, only here in the last couple of days, did I become aware of that. Much like the fact that you did caricatures, yeah, 
And my oldest brother is a lawyer now. So we're we're very we're That's all very everybody different. all three different paths. Yeah, yeah. And my oldest brother Josh joined the military. He joined the army for I think four years active duty. Uh, so yeah, we we had much different paths. Uh, and uh, yeah, it it um, yeah it didn't carry on. So all the Browns are badasses, basically what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you yeah. got the brother lawyer in the military. You got the second brother who's a UFC fighter. He's probably the most badass. Yeah, I, I, well, I would think by, by certainly by a certain metric, he's a yeah. He's, I, he's, I would say so. Yeah, you know, just from the skill set right <laughs> involved in that right. particular career path. You know what's funny though? I do get people think that I get sometimes they think that I'm him. No. Or, that has happened. Don't tell him, but that has happened. But uh, or they think just by default that you're going to be a badass too because just because like I said, like people tend to think I'm like kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I was like a shrimpy little kid. Like I got picked on, and like I mean, I was skinny. Like I was like uh, one sixty maybe until after college. We were all. 160 at some point. Well, Hansberry, you still are. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. <laughs> he's trying to. He's trying to make weight. <laughs> Sweat it off, bro. <laughs> so, can you fight? No. Have you ever been in a fight? When I was a kid. Just you. You never been in a fight as an adult. What do you know about yourself? You never been in a fight. It's from Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never. I've never been in an adult fight. Seriously. I'm, I'm not. I'm I, I don't. I'm, I, you know. I just, have I you? Doing, have you? Oh gosh, lots of them. <laughs> yeah, th- J- John. Not an adult fight. Not an adult fight. Yeah, not an adult fight. All right. Uh, you're the weird one. Dino's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No one's had nine fights before. <laughs> yeah. No. You never uh, been. A, you never. All right, you're, you're enjoying the Jack Daniels tonight. I think you're out of in yeah. grade school. Do you drink whiskey on a regular basis? No, not really. Not really. Okay, no. so you've never been in a, you've never been in a bar, and something's broken out, and and you one, had to... t- one time at Brothers, um, this cop was spraying mace in the guy next to me, and he like flailed his arm and kind of hit me in the face. Yeah, and I shoved him into a fence. Yeah. Uh, that's and his eyes cool. were so fucked up that he tried to come after me, but I literally just walked away, and he he didn't know what to do because he was all fucked up. <laughs> so if I, maybe that's... Best that's fight a, ever! <laughs> I'm going to give you a half a point. <laughs> a half a point on, on the fight scale. No, I mean, honestly, like this is why the people being intimidated thing is so weird to me because I'm kind of a wiener in a it's, lot of ways. Well, okay, well, I mean... You said that now on on camera and on and on audio. But, <laughs> now it's you know, gospel. Hey, but let the let the intimidation factor work for you on, on some level. I mean, if you can go your whole life without anybody fucking with you, consider yourself blessed. Well, I didn't go my whole life. I mean, I said I got bullied and picked on and shit when I was a kid. When as a kid, all yeah. right, in your adult life, if you can go yeah. through that, because the the fists hurt. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I did. I did uh, one summer a few years ago. I uh, trained in Muay Thai a little bit uh, for like three months, I think. Now, was uh, that were you inspired by your? By well, your he always told me he does Muay Thai, but uh, he he'd always told me that you know it's really good for the soul. It's really good for it is too. I mean, I I I, I encourage anybody to do martial arts. I mean, just from that one experience. I mean, it's definitely intense, but. Uh, 
But yeah, no, I've never really. Um, I don't. I, I'm not really that confrontational, you know. I mean, I I, I will argue about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if somebody like punched me or somebody started some shit with me, like I I wouldn't back down. But <laughs> but I don't. I I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't start a fight. Yeah. No. No. I've never started one either. But you finished them. Uh, I have finished a few, and I've gotten my ass kicked. In, in, how in many? A, how many fights have you? In made? a few. Well, would you say uh, over the course of my adult life? Yeah. Mm. Well, you're ass looking at me. <laughs> yeah, like, like I think it was about aren't thirty-five. You, yeah, yeah, last yeah, right, uh, aren't you I'm sorry, Greg. Aren't you writing my memoirs? Yeah, yeah. What was it when we when we talked about the fight years? <laughs> <laughs> the fight years, great, great decade. Uh, the fight years. How great many? Um, <laughs> probably a, a good, uh, at least a good half a dozen. Okay. Over the, over the. When, and when was the last one? Like how you know? Because you're you know you're not getting fights in your fifties. No, not yet. There's <laughs> still time. There's still time. You're in your thirties, forties. Probably I've probably had a couple in every every decade. Twenty, thirties, forties. And still yeah. a couple. You got a couple yeah. years left to, yeah. to knock a couple out. Uh, Let's and go to the coaches again, and start rallying some uh, people up. And, and have broken it. up. Well, that, you know what? I take that back. And well, it wasn't actually a fight, but I, but I, but I, I definitely had to manhandle no, someone to stop a fight. That doesn't count. To, to stop a fight. Mm. Does that count? No. no? Well, I was in my fifties, and it was like I saw I, I saw it brewing. Right. And, and saw it escalating, and then when it when it actually, you know, started to break, I, I already knew exactly what I was going to do if X, Y, or Z occurred. I knew exactly what move I was going to make and what exactly what I was going to do every step of the way. But I do that all the time. Isn't that like the ninja thing? The best fight is no. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if they the do best that. fight is the one where they do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they make all those moves while they're saying they it. Do but that. the yeah. best fight is no fight. I can't. Help. I think that's an official. My hands won't thing. stop moving as I talk about the best fight is no fight. <laughs> the best fight is. Well, I'll tend to agree with that. And and the, uh, we're probably most of them in my twenties because of my uh, previous occupations. That is that fair? What were I don't know what were your previous were you a drug dealer? Yes, I was a drug dealer. <laughs> yes, wow. Ding ding ding. Wow, you're good. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a, I have a way with people. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, I was an investigator for a while in my 20s no and into my 30s, yeah. So the whole like your whole like uh kind of mob sort of atmosphere to aura to you. Like that's not even made up. Like you're Actually, like you what? Ran- what mob aura <laughs> do you speak of? I wasn't. A, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? No, explain you, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you got, well, you know, you got kind of a wise guy thing, well, don't you? Well, I've, I've, I, yeah, I've had like dealings with so. wise guys. Yes, I've, you don't. You don't. I, you, I've dealt with the the dark side of the world, if that's what you're saying. Yes. Well, but, I, I, but, that's but, what I'm but, talking about. Well, that's uh, that's not my aura. That's uh, that's just me in that world. All right. Well, I I thought, I thought maybe that was kind of cool. I, uh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, uh, well, when you said I, the, your whole mob war is not made up, I don't. I, I yes, I've led a I've led a colorful life. Uh, I would. I, you know what? From the little bit that we know each other, yeah, I I know that. You know, 
Like you can tell. Like you're you're, you're a genuine guy. You know. Well, thank you. I, I think can, you're a genuine guy. Which is unfortunate because most of me is genuinely unpleasant. You just that, said that you said, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the beginning of this podcast. You said you're a happy guy. How can you be a happy guy? And uh, but generally, most of the time, I'm very unpleasant. I mean, well, uh, boom! They, 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 come on. You're right. I I'm joking. I'm being I'm being contradictory. I'm sorry. That's okay. You can be contradictory, but yeah. I, but you're gonna no. I'm a happy guy. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain it. Uh, no, I'm I'm a happy guy, but I you know I I think I think about things a lot. You know I th- I think Good. about uh, I mean I, I really do I think about uh, you know deeper meaning and shit and uh, you know I if if you really get to know me like I'll never shut up about what the fuck I'm thinking about. So uh, maybe that's the joke I'm making by saying I'm if you genuinely know me I'm genuinely unpleasant, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm actually happy about it though. Does your girlfriend think you're un- unpleasant at times? Only in like a funny curmudgeon-y way. curmudgeon way. She yeah. Just, she, 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 you're just, you know, you're, you're cute and curmudgeon Yeah. I th- that's probably fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably the way to put it. Does she make you... Uh, well, that's an that's a open-ended question. What are you going to say? I was going to say, does she make you happy? Obviously, she makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. No, she's the greatest. She's, yeah. She's wonderful. Is she... Um, is she... Uh, have a good calming effect on you? Is she? Does she level you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are, are you better... Oh. Are, you, are, are you a better person and uh, a more creative person if there's someone in your life? I don't. I don't know if I would generically say if someone's. In when my you life. look back at your body of work thus far, was your best work done when you were all by yourself, or was your best work done when there was somebody there to to help you, support you, encourage you? Mm. I, I guess I'd have to say by myself because. Uh, uh, Let's be honest. The creative process sometimes is a very lonely one, yeah, and and a very solo one, yeah. Being be it you know writing, uh, uh, you know, putting a film together. I mean, there's a lot of those things. Unless you actually collaborate with someone, you know, if you and your girlfriend decided to write a script together, that would be one thing. But when you're writing it and you're creating it, when you're drawing, when you're, you know, that these are these are solitary moments, right. Well, what I was going to say is, I mean, with again, with just a few exceptions, uh, again, I mean, a lot of the relationships in my life have just like they've just kind of come and gone, and not a huge impact. And mm-hmm. So I, I get, yeah, I guess I have to just say by default, even in a sense, for many of those cases, even when I wasn't technically single, like I might as well. Because a lot of people <laughs> tell me that uh, that that we as a a creative community. And and John's married and, and Greg's married and I'm in a long long in a long term relationship. But they 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 say that creative people are sometimes some of the most difficult people to be with. That's what I'm talking about with the genuine, yeah, un- unpleasance. Well, no, no but <laughs> we're always critics. I, I feel like we're very critical, whether of ourselves or of other people. I feel like that's. Well, we we yeah. got into that on his podcast. Yeah. I'm yeah. very critical yeah. of, of myself. And it, very can, and it comes off like you're being a dick, but you are always, as an artist, you're always well, critical. Well, if I'm criticizing myself, I'm coming off as a dick? No, I'm not saying you specifically. <laughs> I'm just saying the understood artist to you. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, no, 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 no. But like, it's easy to come off like a dick accidentally because you say oh well fuck i would have added mushrooms to this dish honey 
<laughs> but but you're not being a I dick. Would, I would never say that. Well, but you're not. But you're not being a dick. You're just always striving for. Uh, I'm well, looking I, I, you to bail me out. Yeah, no, I, you're, I, you're, I, like, you're I, on your own. Yeah, Greg. Yeah. You're on your own. Why don't no, you I, get your mom to help you out <laughs> yeah. on this one, Greg? Hey, mom. I just, speech I, therapist Bev. I think what you're. I think what you're trying to say is you. You will tend to project your expectations onto other people. Very exactly. well put. Yes, yeah, thank you. I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and you don't and you don't mean anything disparaging against them. You just uh, well, you might. A, well, you could. You <laughs> yeah, could. Yeah, I'm not going to say I never you could, do, but, but not necessarily as an uh, artist. You are doing that. Yeah. I I try. I mean, I here here's one thing I do tend to believe about myself, and this is kind of an ironic statement, but I I tend I tend to believe I'm very self aware. Uh, but then, how would you know if you were self if you were actually self aware? Oh, that's deep. Right. <laughs> I know. I just blew your mind. No, I, but I, I, the thing, I will say, I feel like uh, something that I believe about myself that I, I don't know if it's true, but I, I hope it is, but I, I, I don't want to be oblivious. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be naive to, if I was making someone uncomfortable or mm-hmm. hurting them or, you know, saying things that are upsetting to them, like, uh, and one of the reasons that I can, I say that is because, you know, I can consciously have a dialogue with myself wherein I'm saying, you know, in the, in the deepest roots of my motivations and what I want in the world and for myself, like, I don't really want anyone to be hurt. Right. You know, and when I say anyone, I mean anyone, you know, like I would take that to a very, far extreme like even the worst person you could think of like say like a Kim Jong-il like you know you can talk about what that person deserves based on their actions uh and, and I could you know we because could, the end goal you want is to be yeah I never wanted that person to be right, the it, type it, of person that would do those things right right you know what I mean like so I I think yeah I, I guess I'm just saying when I really dig deep into what outcome I would want in the world I I wouldn't want to be oblivious to how I'm behaving but but at the same time and this is the ironic contradiction of it like I'm well aware that you know there are moments where like I'm obnoxious or I say something faux pas right I don't I've treated someone accidentally you you know what's coming out of your mouth and 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 you and you choose not to stop it uh I wouldn't put it like that I wouldn't put it like that um I, cer- I certainly. Like, I'm thinking. I'm gonna say it. It's gonna hurt, and out it comes. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know if I. I don't know if anyone. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I. I think people rarely consciously. It's. I think it's more rare than we would think that people consciously go out of their way to hurt people. I think mo- most pain of this sort is incidentally inflicted, uh, because everyone is driven by self, mm-hmm. and it's not that they want to hurt you. They just want to not be hurt themselves. So a lot, a lot of self-preservation leads to other forms of pain. Now there are actual malicious people, yes, you know that want to hurt you, but yes. uh, generally speaking, that's psychopaths. <laughs> like they, psychopaths. They're, they're missing something. Sociopaths. You know? But even, but even if you look at, say, like you look at somebody that like you, you wronged in the past, and they're out to get you for something, like they want to get you back. If you trace that back to the all the core of that you know go all the way back to the root you're going to find that the motivation probably didn't start with well i just arbitrarily want to hurt somebody no you know but that person who wants to get back at you maybe you 
did inflict some pain, did hurt them somehow, and they never got over it. Right. And it, and it, eventually it doesn't even have anything to do with you in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. How did we get here? No, that's the interesting <laughs> thing about this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I, I take you down a path that you don't even, uh, <laughs> don't even know wait where a I'm second. going. Where, where, where am I at? Where am I? <laughs> I thought we were talking about my movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought we were talking about movies and alcohol. <laughs> I always appreciate a guest who's very open and honest. Sure. And you've been you've been that right from the start. Mm-hmm. So say someone like your girlfriend uh, listens to this, watches this, is she gonna is she gonna go back? Is she gonna look at it and go? Is there anything you said tonight? She'll go, huh? No, I didn't know that. No, no, no. I I I don't hide anything from her. Uh, nothing. Uh, You're an open book. Yeah. Really? I mean, I I mean to be completely honest, I, every really. Really, because not everybody, nobody's entirely an open book. Everybody's got, everybody's got, well, an unwritten page or a, a, a hidden chapter. Let me. Put I it do th- believe this. Not that this, and I'm not saying it in a nefarious, evil kind of way. Sure, but we, I think, I think everybody's has got a piece of themselves that, for whatever reason, they they keep locked up because either uh, they're afraid of it. Um, uh, afraid of what the other person might think of it, sure, and and afraid and 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 not a hundred percent secure how the other person might deal with it. Yeah. So I I do believe we and like I said, not in a nefarious evil kind of way, like oh my gosh, you know, not some deep 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 dark secret. But I think we all have a a piece of ourselves that we that we keep locked away. Well, let me put it this way, you know, we we've had open dialogue about say like looking at other women or, or looking at other men right uh-huh. like now when that's, i said that's nothing well it's surface level it, 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 it's a surface We'd level be thing fucked but, if, that, <laughs> if that was a thing well what i was gonna say is like we've had you know open conversation about that where we just understand that we're human now do i tell her every moment to moment thought that pops into my head in no. that sense i'm not open with her no well <laughs> and neither is she i no, guarantee no, no. you She's not. She's not expressing every thought, feeling, and emotion that she has. Nobody does that. None of us. Yeah, as human and you beings don't want do that. that. And you don't want that. But also, but let me put it this way: There's nothing that I've done in my life, or said, or has happened in my life that I'm ashamed. Well, that I'm too ashamed to put out there. I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't tell you right now. Like I don't care. I don't care what other people. You don't have to say about anything that I did, you know. Well, let's uh, let's start the let's as now we, now the now the can as, of worms as is we, open. As we start the When's the last time you jerked up? off? Was, uh, I already no, I, you know, I already know. What were you way, thinking about when you jerked no, off? I know way I know way too much about your your jerking off routine. <laughs> uh, we're already there. already yeah. yeah. I think we we covered that probably thoroughly. In, in fact, I can honestly say. That in the history of this podcast, that's probably the most we've talked about jerking off. That's ever. surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, ever. Uh, As or, the producer, I can second that. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. I, I think that, uh, yeah, you've, you've not only uh, set the bar for future jer- episodes, for, for, for jerk off conversations, <laughs> you, you, you are the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next your next episode. If I don't hear yeah. something about jerking yeah. off, about like yeah. six or seven. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like wondering, do I add that to my my list of questions for future guests? So, do you jerk off, and how many times a day? And what do you think about? 
<laughs> our guest bottle and our guest. <laughs> you, will you, when you ask them, will you please have a clipboard in your hand? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, how often? And make sure yeah. your glasses are yeah, on. How often would you I'm gonna say? Get a la- I'm going to get a lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the quantitative uh, spectrum uh, dictates. All right. So, in, in that in that realm, in that in that theme, as we start to wrap things up here, tell me something about Ben Brown that we don't know. Mm. That you're not ashamed to well, share. earlier today, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't involve jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I got. Uh, well, I told you about the caricatures. You know about that now. Um, no, I'm talking about something that like deep. Yeah, like you say, you know, you're an open book. Give me, give me some, give me a page we haven't, we haven't. Uh, hmm. Give me a page that we haven't looked at. Hmm. I have a few friends that I know exactly what they're thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> see, you're, uh, see, and what are you doing right now? You're self-editing in your brain right now as we speak. Yeah, I mean, there like, was a there's, few there's, things. There was, there, I guarantee you there was a Rolodex of shit that you cut. They went, oh, no, not that. No, <laughs> not that. New, new, new. Maybe. No, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Let me think here. Mm. I got all the time yeah. in the world. We're in my house. So I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> We're gonna edit down, edit, edit down the long pause. Um, uh, oh well, you. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if this qualifies as something like that. But uh, okay, all right. I'll I'll give you an instant. This will this will work. Okay. So there there was a. You probably didn't know. Uh, I I don't know if I don't know if John knows this either. But yeah, I actually okay, used good. to be I used to be a very religious person. I don't know if you knew that. Did uh, not. And. I went through uh, a very difficult phase uh, where that changed. Uh, now, without going into the detail, the hours it would take to explain all that, uh, the thing that I'm thinking of that I think will be the funny anecdote qu- answer to your question. Uh, Fair enough. In this phase, now, it was a very stressful, difficult, painful time, and uh, I was smoking a ton, uh, like a, at least a pack a day, probably two packs a day on average. Yeah, uh, for about for about that's a ton. <laughs> Lightweight, right? Uh, for about six months, I was like that. All right. And um, and I don't know if you've ever gone through a phase where like everything's kind of going crazy in your head and you're oh, smoke, yes. but you're smoke. Well, I'm sure you've gone through that, but you're smoking a lot, and you know the smoking isn't helping, or if it is helping, it's helping in like a band aid sort of a way. Right. So. Uh, I was going through a phase where I would I would smoke some and then I'd throw the pack away impulsively and be like oh, fuck this I'm done and then like two hours later you've got another pack in your hand. All right, have you been through this? I've done that when I've tried to quit smoking. Yeah, yeah. So there was one time uh, that I was at work and and I was going outside to smoke like every hour at least and I had thrown a pack in the trash can out back the um the like the dump truck the dump can yeah the rumkey yeah and uh no i would if if the, there had been many occasions where i would just bum one off somebody else if i you know went back to which happened every day tonight and, and tonight yeah <laughs> and uh i i walked outside and i was like i can't take it and i jumped in the trash can like i dove in like it was empty. The trash can was empty right. except for the cigarette. So I like 
dumpster dived in and grabbed them and got back out and smoked a cigarette. Okay. Well, that was it. What's that, so that got I, to so do? What's, what's that got to do with religion? Oh, I'm I'm. That was just to give you the context. Okay. I, I'm just saying, like, that's my uh, uh, shameful story that maybe nobody knows about. It was I once. Oh, dumped, you, you, dove you, into you, a, you dove into a dumpster to yeah, get a, a, yeah. an empty dumpster. Yeah. To get a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And then you found ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> fair enough. All right, our guest has been Ben Brown. Uh, Audio-wise, you can check out The Martini Shot with him and his partner, Mike Lanasa, which is uh, a new podcast Mm -hmm. and just just starting out. I had the pleasure of being your third guest. Yes. Third guest. And uh, when's that going to start popping up, and where can people find it? Uh, I think it'll be live on Thursday, Thursday morning. Uh, You can find it. If you go to the Facebook page at Martini Shot and on SoundCloud, the Martini Shot. Subscribe to that shit. It'll be out by the time this podcast drops. Right, right, so right. <laughs> and what's, out, and yeah. real quick, yeah, what's going sure. on with the movie after? Uh, it did uh, just win something from uh, something called the Los Angeles Film Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was that. There's still some more festival potential to come. Right. Uh, and it got invited uh to I was invited to submit which to my understanding usually means that they're going to take it to something in London. Uh, okay. So that's L- London England, not London Ohio. No. no. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh and uh you know I've I've uh, rubbed a few shoulders in LA that are looking at it and so it's not you know it's not doing nothing. Right. So it's yeah. uh it's it's proving to be a good example of what you can do and it's a calling card. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. So it's it's going well. Yeah, I, I I think so. All right, man. Well, we're thrilled to have you back in Columbus for a little bit. Before I forget, also check out my website, BenBrownMotions.com. Uh, absolutely, man. Anything yeah. else you want us to know about that? That's all about Ben Brown. <laughs> Let's turn the recording off. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. As far as as far as your work and and and, and talents are concerned, because uh, I want people. To, I want people. I want people to. Yeah. Wanna, no. Wanna, actually, wanna, the website's good because it's got a little it's bit. Got of every, everything. A little bit on everything yeah, on there. Yeah. I put it all on there. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations yeah, on uh, a successful me. whiskey business. Uh, I am a little disappointed that we'll probably finish this after the, the camera goes off and the audio goes off. We'll probably shoot the shit a little bit more and, and, oh, and finish yeah, the rest. Gone. This is, this is that's nothing. That's gone. Eh, what's that going to do? What, nah. Are you going to leave that? <laughs> then, what, that's, nope. No. Why bother? Yeah, that'd be like breakfast tomorrow if uh, <laughs> if, if, if we leave <laughs> leave it all behind. So let me uh, wrap things up like I always do and thank our guest, Ben Brown, uh, filmmaker living in Los Angeles, California. So thrilled that you got back to Columbus for a little bit to spend some time with us. I appreciate it. I also want to thank my producer, Greg Hansberry, and Greg Hansberry's mom. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy that uh, uh, was very quiet to the right of me, but is has become so invaluable to this podcast with our YouTube channel uh, producer director and the street where we live.com for our film if you want to see what's going on with, with our film because we're in that same yeah. struggling process where we yeah. don't know where to go next or who to schmooze and, and what to do so yeah Facebook and Twitter uh, whiskey business is a never the luck production 
uh, hosted by me, your host, Dino Tripodis. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. And we have our YouTube channel, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Uh, we also have a lot of fun extra stuff on there as well, uh, including Behind the Bottle, which we just started doing. And uh, next week, we will not have a regularly featured podcast, but we will be at a Wild Turkey release, a very special release bottle, where only 50 of them will be available in the, in the state. Uh, we'll be uh, doing a little behind-the-bottle action at that next week. So check out our YouTube channel and check all that out. Am I missing anything, Mr. Hansberry? I got it all. Okay, so on behalf of everybody in the room, my name is Dino Tripodis, and until the next bottle, see ya. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.